Hello, I am Mike Delamont. And I'm Morgan Crane. And this is Florida. Today, as always, we celebrate the weird, wonderful, and completely true news stories from the great Sunshine State. Thank you for joining us on this, our final episode. Oh, sounds so... Final. Final. We've been canceled. (laughs) We canceled ourselves. You can't cancel us. I quit. (laughs) It's nice when you release all the episodes at once. Yeah. We might have been canceled. Yeah. We'll never know. (laughs) Yeah. If you never hear from us again... Probably for the best. All right. Well, we should tell some stories. Let's tell some stories. Let's jump in. Let's jump right in. You want to jump in or do you want me to jump in? I'll jump in. You jump in. Let's do this Deep end. Okay. Our first story. Woo! Florida man caught on camera licking doorbell. Mmm. Delicious. When I read this, I was like, what? And there's video. You can actually go find video of this guy licking the doorbell. And it looks like he's trying to please the doorbell. Ever so gently. A is for Alfred. <laughs> B is for Bonanza. That's where he eats. This happened in Lake Worth, which is near Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. It's worth watching the video. Just check it out. It's so weird. It's this guy. I guess one of my favorite things is in the report, it says he is someone police, quote, encounter on a frequent basis, unquote. <laughs> So he's known to police, as we like to say here in Canada. Real doorbell liquor. A real doorbell liquor. I think this is a new, he's branching out. When I first read it, I thought it's a doorknob. Oh. And I don't know if that's better or worse. Yeah, because that could have been a euphemism. My mom described she ate oysters once. I said, did you like it? And she's like, it was like snot on a doorknob. So immediately when I saw this, that's what I thought of. Yeah, but how does your mom know about snot? There's things that you just know. Like, there are. You know what the taste of sand it's is. It's so true. You, you don't you have can to taste it. You, you don't have like, to yeah, eat. I know what that is. Yeah. It's that evolutionary memory. Mm-hmm. Like way back when we were evolving, somebody licked snot off a doorknob. And went, yuck. Yeah. The Remember us, forever. <laughs> the rest of us get to know it. Yes. Like, I watched the video, and he's holding a stick of newspapers or a phone book. Like, I thought it was a pizza at first. People don't know what a phone book even looks like anymore. So. No, they don't. So that's, they're like, I don't, could have been a stack of papers. Yeah. Could have been an iPhone case. I don't know. I thought it was a pizza box at first. I thought, oh, this guy is delivering pizza, but that's not it at all. <laughs> Happened in the morning. Nobody gets pizza in the morning. Get the one off the floor. Yeah. Here's the pizza. Ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. <laughs> And the woman who was alerted because she's got one of those doorbells that like lets you know somebody's at the door and automatically records it. Now she can't watch the video. (laughs) It's too repulsive. Have you seen the video of the dad and daughter leaving the house? And the daughter says, I love you, daddy. And he goes, oh, thanks, sweetie. And she goes, not as much as mommy. (laughs) I haven't seen that. And he goes, well, thank you for that. (laughs) She's sweet. She's not trying to hurt him, but you can tell she really gets him. Oh, yeah. As a father, I feel that pain. Yeah. Children. God love them. The worst. They are the worst. I don't want to have any. The two I have would be upset to hear that. (laughs) No, I don't think they'd be upset. (laughs) Finally, emancipation. (laughs) Yeah. I think they know it. Like, (laughs) evolution-wise, they know. They get the memory. Yeah, yeah. Our next story takes us right near the Tampa area to Gibsonton. I've never been to Gibsonton. Is it where they make the guitars? It is. It is. (laughs) The famous Gibsonton guitars. Gibsonton guitars. (laughs) Hey, bro, is that a Gibsonton? (laughs) It sure is, bro. Florida man takes golf cart on wild ride through Walmart. 
Is there any other way to get through Walmart? Mm, there's not. You got to be on a wild ride. We have learned from other stories. You can get drunk and eat sushi. Yep. While driving one of those buttons. Don't yep. forget. Yep. While driving one of those little carts. Yeah. But they don't kick up the speed. No. Golf carts really get the speed. This is dangerous. This is really dangerous. In fact, deputies were originally called because he was blocking the entrance to the liquor store part of Walmart. We don't have that here. Yeah. Canada doesn't have liquor in Walmart. Anywhere but a liquor store. It's either on the shelves, wine and such, or now they have a little separate store. Right. Because they're shishi. The little store inside the store. (laughs) That sells their hooch. Where are you working? I'm working at the store inside Walmart that sells liquor. Ooh, I'm working at the insurance store inside the Walmart. (laughs) Oh, we should meet up for lunch. Yeah, let's meet up. (laughs) The McDonald's. (laughs) Uh, That's why you go to Walmart. I can't think of any other reason to go. (laughs) It's like when I used to smoke, I used to meet up with, I'm like, I'm going out because I got to help a friend. And that friend always smoked. So I just was a reason to smoke. Yeah. I'm going to stand by my friend. (laughs) Man, he smells like smoke. (laughs) Yuck. Yeah, gross. (laughs) So he was blocking the liquor store entrance. And then, of course, deputies were called. Why was he blocking the entrance? They don't really cover it. They just say he wanted to speak with the manager. Ah, I assume he had a problem with his liquor bill or, yeah, yeah. Like, or he had a liquor bill or whatever. And then when the deputies arrived, he decided to put it in the high gear. and He started charging wildly, they say, through the Walmart, scattering the poor other customers. Like literally, like I, I just picture a cartoon of them like, diving like one of those old movies where they dive into the pool. And, and then he crashed into the cash register area. So nobody was hurt because they're all in the self-serve. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> And so he was arrested. What? Yeah. On various charges. They didn't even really. Hey, raise. listen, you can drive like that out on the streets. <laughs> yes. Exactly. But not in the store. <laughs> yes. You save that crazy driving for the highway. Yeah. This is the store. You drive in one of those little carts. And one of my favorite parts of most of these stories is that a lawyer wasn't listed in the jail records. <laughs> There's a few of those on this episode. There are I- a few. There's a few in every episode. And it just always delights me. Like, because no, duh. This comes from a Who has a lawyer? Yeah. I'm a reasonable person. I don't have a lawyer. I do. Do you? I do. Do you have my retainer? No. I don't know what that means. Like when you grow up, you give them your retainer. Uh, like they just hold on to it for you. And they sit on it. Yeah. Like you keep saying. on retainer. Yeah. That's my retainer. <laughs> I think we stay in the Tampa area for this next story. We go all the way to Tampa. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a surprise twist. We were near Tampa before in famous Gibsonton. In the golden days of American Carnival, all roads led to Gibsonton, Florida. The self-defined 14,900 inhabitant town 12 miles south of Tampa became the industry capital. Carney Town was a fabled place where everyone had run away with the circus. Gibsonton. Gibsonton. So our next story takes us 12 miles north of Kearney Town to the lesser known Tampa. 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 Hmm. Man attacked by squirrel for taking a selfie. <laughs> was he attacked for taking a selfie? And the squirrel is just like, how dare you, sir? How dare you? Takes off a glove. This is a library. <laughs> yes. I'm a respectable lady. <laughs> Put your phone away. <laughs> Now, was he taking a picture of the squirrel? He was trying to take a picture of him with the squirrel. Mm -hmm. And the story reads that he encounters the squirrel on a walk in a park or whatever. Yeah. And he tries to get up nice and close to the squirrel. And the squirrel tried to grab the phone first. The pictures of it are... It's hilarious. Beautiful. Yeah. And so then he manages to turn around and gets a quick selfie with it. And the next thing you know, the squirrel's on his back and in his shirt. There's a picture of that you can see he's fleeing because his mom's like, she's not helping. She's just taking photos of him with the squirrel over his back. It's very, very funny. Luckily, he was not injured. 
perfect. The squirrel was not injured. Oh, good. Yeah. And there's no rabies. Oh. It was just a very fun time. And there's lovely photo evidence. So if, if you want to give yourself a little pick-me-up, go look up Man Attacked by Squirrel for taking pictures. It's pretty beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really shows step one, step it two, really step does. three. I love the picture of him fleeing the squirrel. On and his, it's on, it was on his back. On his back. <laughs> it's a beautiful moment. When we were in Florida, my wife saw an armadillo in person for the first time. Wow. Yeah, we were in Tampa, and she just got out of the vehicle right away. She's yeah. so excited. And since then, we've seen several armadillos, oh. and they're very cute. They're very adorable. But you do have that instinct to be like, oh, I, I want a picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I do get it, but be safe, people. Yeah, be responsible. Keep a distance. Yeah. I mean, armadillos, if you scare them, they won't come at you. They turn into a ball. That's right. But wild animals are wild for a reason. Now, since we've been south of Tampa, we've been in Tampa. Let's go north of Tampa Ooh, to Port Ritchie. A lot of variety this show. Yeah, a lot of north Tampa, a lot of south Tampa, a lot of mid Tampa. Yeah, we're getting our full Tampa yeah. experience. In Port Ritchie, which is north of Tampa, Florida man accused of attacking girlfriend with what? Ooh. We've done this before. Oh, now we pause. Now we pause to ponder what? Yeah. How dark does this story go? Now, we'll give you a hint. We try to stay away from the really dark stories. Yes. Because we want you to have a nice time. Yeah. But this is episode 10. So if you have listened to all the episodes, you know this could be anything. Alligator. Hamburger. Golf cart. Anything. Could be anything. Yeah. He could have attacked her with a shirtless man. Mm. <laughs> the chances that he was a shirtless man? Very high. Very, very high. Yeah. At least 90%. Yeah. Anything goes anything. north of Carney Town. <laughs> <laughs> Former Carney Town resident. Yes. The answer is... The answer, which will surprise you... He attacked his girlfriend with... A, a banana. banana. That's right. That's the payoff banana. Who saw that coming? I didn't. I mean, I did because I read it. Of course, in Canada, we call it... Banan. Not anana? No. That's a pineapple. Anana. Attacking your girlfriend with an anana is very dangerous. They're very <laughs> spiky. Florida man accused of attacking girlfriend with a banana. Do you want to tell the story? There's not much to tell. He was upset with his girlfriend, and the only weapon at hand was a banana. And so he attacked her with it. And of course, I mean, it's a bigger story than that. But he was being it, held without bond. Now, I know that people are sitting there wanting to know, how was she attacked by a banana? Right. Was it thrown? Did he pretend it was a gun? A gun? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put him up. Hold on. My phone is ringing. Yeah. <laughs> Yellow. <laughs> Did he peel it first? Yeah, leave it on the floor. But he did throw the banana at her. He did. And then he, when the deputies arrived, he said that she threw the banana at him. Oh, real. He said, she said. Yeah. And then, But the deputy, keen eye that he had, he noticed a slight red mark on her face where she said that she had been struck she, by the banana. More of a detective. Yes. He's, yeah. he's going places. You can see clearly where it struck me upon my face. You can see right here, it says, dull. <laughs> My favorite part was, upon a little bit of investigation, the deputy also found the banana in the garbage and parts of the peel on the ground. Ooh. So he must have hit her pretty hard. Yeah. Like, well, he threw it and then was like, well, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. No, he threw it away. Gross. <laughs> you think he would eat the evidence. Perfect way to get away with the crime. Eat the evidence. Well, he probably left the peel so that it's attempted slip. murder. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Attempted hilarity. Yeah. Now, the big question is, does this man have a lawyer? That's what we're all wondering. It is unknown. <laughs> It's not. It's not unknown. No, he does not have one. No, of course he doesn't. So since we've had our fun in Tampa, we go over to Fort 
Lauderdale. Oh, Fort Lauderdale. Woo, party, party. Yeah. I've never been. When I was younger, I wanted to go to Fort Lauderdale. I wanted to go to spring break. I thought that would be the right. Oh, it sounds like the coolest thing in yeah. the world. And then now as a full grown adult, it sounds off. In the middle of a pandemic. Yes. You're like, ah, it's just a lot of travel. It's a lot of travel. Why are people so loud? They're so loud. Turn down your music. Yeah. So we go to Fort Lauderdale, for, and I love this story. It tickled me to no end. Florida judge begs lawyers, get dressed for Zoom hearings. <laughs> At the time of this recording, we are in the middle of a worldwide pandemic brought on by the novel coronavirus. This episode, of course, brought to you by the novel coronavirus. Coronavirus and... Comfort Suites. Visit the Comfort Suites here in Carnitown. Town. <laughs> There's a bed in almost every room. Almost. We now rent by the hour. Closed on Thursdays. Don't go in the pool. Really. But in Fort Lauderdale, because of the coronavirus, courthouses in America closed, as well as everything else, except for schools. Yes. Got to get those kids learning. Yeah. So the courthouses closed in Florida in March, and everything went over to Zoom. A judge in Florida had to post a letter asking people to dress appropriately for the Zoom hearings. And why was that? Give me some examples of, of what people were wearing. So the judge in his letter wrote, it is remarkable how many attorneys appear inappropriate on camera. One male lawyer appeared shirtless and one female attorney appeared still in bed, still under the covers. Wow. I've been on Zoom meetings. You've probably been on Zoom I meetings. I have, yeah. And all you need to do is get dressed from the waist up. Yeah. That's it. It's super easy. Just angle your camera like you're going to lose that case. You're making a bold statement. And the problem is that what's happening is that a lot of these lawyers, as they're making their case, they're looking down at their papers and all their stuff. And Zoom, of course, gives preference to the person speaking. So a lot of times the judges will be screaming to stop because there's been an objection, but the person doesn't even know that they, they have to stop. <laughs> so they're not stopping and they're not wearing pants. The judge also went on to say that putting on a beach cover-up won't cover up the fact that you're poolside in a bathing suit. So people really knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Although I appreciate the fact that's really working for you. Really embracing this work at home business. Like it's got to be way more relaxing. Yeah. Poolside doing your court hearing poolside. Oh, what a dream. It's beautiful. Put your toes in the water. Little cucumbers on your eyes. Yeah. Oh, I spilled my pina colada on my <laughs> on my legal briefs. Yeah. <laughs> what does it say as you're wiping it off? <laughs> Joke's on you. I'm not even wearing legal briefs. <laughs> So this is in Broward County. Fort Lauderdale is in Broward County. and Brother of Brevard. It is. It is. <laughs> Broward, Brevard. <laughs> what were you saying? Sorry. Welcome to Connie Town. <laughs> At the point of the story, which is midsummer. Not the horror movie. No. Well, Florida. <laughs> Florida. I mean, yeah. Broward County had done 1,200 Zoom meetings with 14,000 participants since the courthouses had shut down. Wow. So this was obviously a, a real problem. Yeah, no kidding. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot of participants. Yeah. Are people allowed to watch the court cases on Zoom? I feel no. 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 Well, because there's nudity. <laughs> exactly. You have to put the, one of those warnings. May contain nudity. So our next story takes us to Bunnell, which is just north of Daytona. Ooh, rum, 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 rum. Daytona 500. Well, that's apropos. Is it apropos? Yeah, because we're talking about cars. Florida man arrested 
twice in two days for impersonating police officer. We've had stories like this before. People love to impersonate police. The video of the man shows him flashing a law enforcement badge twice to avoid paying a $2 toll. Wow. Now, again, this is one of those stories where outside of Florida, that seems so strange. But the lengths that people will go to in Florida to not pay tolls is staggering. It is. It is. They're such small tolls. One of my favorite stories, which may get edited out of this. Not uh, if we make it integral to the story. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Because it involves the man who is editing this podcast, our dear friend. Charles Martin. Is it Charles? Charles Martin. Charles Martin. When I first started going down to Florida, it was because of him. He was from Florida. He still is from Florida. Yes. He just doesn't live there anymore. Yeah. He lives with us. Yes. Charles? <laughs> He's in the basement. Now, he would always do the driving, which is uh, terrifying. Yes. Uh, not because of him, but because of the state. And one time I was arriving, we had a live show. We had very little time to get to the theater to set things up. And I had about an hour because my flight kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And so he met me there and I said, well, on the map, it says we can get there in 45 minutes. He goes, yeah, if you want to take a toll road. <laughs> and I said, how much is the toll? He goes, a buck. And I was like, for the last few years, have we been avoiding toll roads because they're a dollar? I will pay the dollar. Here it is. I will give this to you. One day I went footloose. I drove everywhere. I rented a car and I was driving. I went all over the place and I spent $4.75 on tolls. And that was the most expensive day. You went crazy. I went crazy. So like, just pay the tolls. Yeah. And it's nice to just drive through. You're like, bill me later. Bill me later. Yeah. You don't even feel it. Yeah. You get the sun pass. (laughs) Sun pass. Sun pass. (laughs) This guy did not have a sun pass. He did not. But Uh, he did have a police officer badge. He did have a law enforcement badge. So the police were tipped off that this guy was coming through and doing this. Uh, So he was arrested. And after his arrest, there was an article in the newspaper that came out about him pretending to be a police officer because it's a real big offense pretending to be a police officer. So the next day, this man came through and flashed his badge and the toll worker just showed him the article in the newspaper about him pretending to be a police officer and the guy went oh and put the fake badge away and paid the two dollars <laughs> that's delightful right it's just <laughs> you uh, got me here we go <laughs> now i will say that it does say that it is unknown if this man has an attorney or not <laughs> i'm gonna go with no i'm gonna go with the fact that when they say do you have attorney he's gonna say i'm an attorney <laughs> yeah here's my badge <laughs> <laughs> Sound can only mean one thing. It means that we have breaking news. So we go to our man on the street. Morgan, can you hear me? What's that? Uh, Yes, I can hear you. Yes, I'm here down in Florida where it's quite chilly. So we've just got a breaking news out of Miami. How is Miami today? Oh, it's the usual crazy, but it's also cold. Ooh, cold. Mm -hmm. For Miami, it's 50 degrees. What we're getting here in the newsroom is that iguanas are falling from the trees. Is that right? That's right. Well, I haven't seen one fall yet, but they could because... When the temperature goes below 50, iguanas get lethargic. Don't we all? Yes, I do. And then they fall out of the trees. So be careful, folks. If you're wandering around Miami, where it's 50 degrees right now, be careful and watch for falling iguanas. This is a falling iguana warning. 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 Morning. Good morning. Good morning, iguanas. Morgan, get off the street and come back into the studio. Be right there. This happens every single year in Florida. 
I like that you literally left and walked back in. I wanted the real authentic. Good back down. Thanks. This happens every year. So the green iguanas in the Miami area, the Southern Florida area are an invasive species mm. and they do not do well with cold weather. So when it gets down to 50, which for our Canadian friends is 10 degrees. Yeah. When I first read the story, it's like 50 degrees is scorching. Yeah. No wonder they're lethargic. They're probably dehydrated. <laughs> they're probably frying to death. <laughs> Their blood gets a little slow. So they do get lethargic. And then when it goes below 40, they just freeze up Ooh. and they can't move and they just fall out of trees. So they do warn people because some of them are dead, but some of them are not. Oh, right. So if you take one thinking it's dead, I don't know what you're going to do with it. Give it a burial. Throw it through a window at a Wendy's. Yeah. Florida things. (laughs) Just keep in mind. Pose with it while you're getting your attorney pictures taken. Yeah. If you warm it up, it might come back to life. It might come back to life. And they're not small creatures. They are not small. They are dinosaurs. They get to be like six feet long. They are horrifying. I used to have a friend who had one and it was the same color as his couch. And he wouldn't tell anybody because this one was allowed to wander around the apartment as free as a bird. And it would, it'd like to lay across the back of this green couch. And I remember we were over there one time and somebody who'd never seen there before sat in the couch and then the tail came down around their thing and they just, you know those cartoons where the cat jumps and clings to the roof? Yeah. That's what this person, <laughs> they're just so freaked out. It was the fun. It was the fun. <laughs> when I was in Fort Lauderdale which is just a stone throw outside of Miami. I'd never seen them this big before. And I'd actually not really been out of the car yet. It was early in the morning. So we got out of the airport. We got to the car dealership, you know, the car dealership. I bought a car at the airport, <laughs> got to the car rental place, got in the car. And you don't really feel the humidity of the world. So we go into Fort Lauderdale and it's early morning. So we, we go to IHOP and we get out and this IHOP is like covered in chickens and these gargantuan iguanas. It feels like old McDonald's Jurassic Park. <laughs> it was so we spared an expense. Yes. It was so humid and you can startle them and their tails are massive. So you see them run up into the trees. It's the creepiest and most impressive thing. Oh, to be honest, what I can't get over about your story is what were the chickens? Why were there so many chickens? <laughs> I don't know. An IHOP covered in somehow an IHOP covered in iguanas is not crazy to me. No. But an IHOP covered in chickens is. Yeah. They should be in a farm. Yeah. Now, our next story has no specific location except for the I-95. It was reported by CNN, TMZ, all the big news sources. Everybody reported on it and nobody pinpointed the location. No, they did not pinpoint the location except for the fact that it was in Florida on I-95. To protect the innocent. Florida man clings to hood of big rig truck. Driver says he lost it. Yeah. So this driver is going down I-95 or up I-95. We don't know the direction. There are videos of it and it is insanity. So a man came out of nowhere on the side of I-95, bloody and frantic, and waved down the truck. So the truck stopped, which is a bold move. Mm -hmm. And then the man climbed on top of the truck and started wailing on the windshield with something metal. So the truck took off to try and knock him off uh, and didn't. And the man made a lot of progress. He was busting through, which is hard to do. It is hard to break a windshield. Terminator. So he called the cops from the truck uh, saying there's a madman on his hood. The cops came, pulled him over, arrested the guy. It is unknown if he has an attorney. (laughs) (laughs) Whose blood was it? I know. Yeah, there's a lot of questions unanswered, but it is worth the Google to Florida man clings to hood of big rig truck because the video is substantial. So you got a lot of looking to do. There's a guy being attacked by a squirrel. Yeah. There's a man licking a doorbell. Yes. And now uh, a madman on the hood of a truck. Mad Max. Mad Max. 
again, just another day on I-95. That's right. Just just a Tuesday. This next story gets a little bit dark. Mm. Brings us all the way up to our dear friend, Pensacola. Ooh, Pensacola up in the panhandle. Mm-hmm. Do you have any Coca-Cola? Will Pensacola do? Ooh, is that Mike, Mike Pence's cola. cola? We juiced him. We juiced him. <laughs> yeah, that's mother's milk. It's mother. Is it his mother or like his wife? Yes. <laughs> Gross. Uh, no wonder that fly went on him. But during the time that we've been recording this, there has been, as we've mentioned before, the uh, lockdown due to the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And this story takes us to Escambia County. Escambia. 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 Sounds fancy. Brought to you by Escambia. Don't deal with erectile dysfunction. Take <laughs> Escambia. Come down to Red Lobster for our Escambia special. Shrimp Escambia. Mm. <laughs> Florida man visiting beaches dressed as Grim Reaper says governor should require masks statewide. Real performance arts. Real performance arts. So this man is actually a lawyer. Oh, so he has a lawyer. <laughs> well, he has a badge. Oh, yes. Yes. Right. I shall not pay any tolls. And he is going around with the large scythe. So he showed up on beaches and it, it is a very impressive outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did give a few news stories and his voice does not match. Hey, <laughs> I think everybody should be wearing masks. <laughs> I think death should sound like that. I think they should have given him that. You know, when they disguise a voice? Yes. That's what they should have given him. <laughs> yeah. Just course. for the effect. Yeah. I'm right, deaf. Yes. <laughs> I just think that we all should be out there wearing masks. <laughs> so he does go to beaches and points at people and has upset a lot of people. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has not given a mask order. And the people in Florida, even with the mask order, have not been too keen on it. They've been resistant. Resistant yeah. to it. Not early adopters, as they say. No. Now, when this story happened, he was very concerned with the amount of people that had gotten COVID-19. Mm-hmm. At the point that he started doing this was a two. 220,000 cases in Florida, wow. which is staggering. Yeah. Except for when we uh, look today to see what the number was. It's up uh, to 860,000. 860,000. as many. Since July, which is uh, a lot. Yeah. Wear a mask. I am pro-mask and I don't want to wear a mask. Nobody that's pro-mask wants to wear a mask. No. Please do the right thing and wear a mask. Yeah. Our next story, we do stay in Pensacola for this, our, our penultimate. Ooh. Story. That's the story with pins in it. Yes, in Pensacola. <laughs> and now we are just actually off the coast of Pensacola, deep in the heart of the Gulf of Mexico. The Gulf of Mexico. Yes. This headline delighted me to no end because it's not on the space coast, which I was surprised by. Me too. It's literally the other side of the state. It's a kitty corn. Yeah. It's like they missed. Yeah. <laughs> so this headline is a boat flying a Trump flag approaches SpaceX spaceship after astronauts landed. NASA promised to do a better job next time. <laughs> that is a funny headline. But at first I was like, do a better job of what? Oh, I see. Keep the people away. Yes. This was SpaceX's historic first space flight with NASA astronauts. Now, the two astronauts, they were flown up to the International Space Station. They were there for two months and made their way back. Now, the problem with that is that they block off this area. Coast Guard tells people to stay away because it's hot. Hot. And there's a lot of poisonous fumes coming off it. Just think, a spaceship coming down Earth. That's a dangerous proposition. And like you said, there's also poisonous gas. Yes, lots of poisonous gas. So you being there is dangerous for the astronauts and that poisonous gas being there, very dangerous for you as well. But that didn't stop an enormous amount of people from beelining to the spaceship the moment it landed. So Don't press the red button. I'm going to press it. Yes. So they cleared the area. They did have a live feed and it landed. 
landed. And the moment it landed, it filled with civilian boats, yeah. uh, a few of them with Trump flags on it. One very wise person said, maybe we shouldn't give out the landing location. <laughs> Just give it a general, like, don't be specific. Yes. Don't give them the Uber Eats address. And they get incredibly close. Again, there is video of this. They are within... 20 feet wow. of this. So the U.S. Coast Guard did bring on the capsule onto the ship. And when they did, they did detect that there was poisonous gas in the air. Nitrous tetroxide. Mm. So they did have to wait for it to dissipate before they could bring the astronauts out of their little pod. And what were the names of the astronauts? The names of the astronauts were Bob and Doug. Which is such a delight for us Canadians because, of course, there was Bob and Doug McKenzie, a couple real Canadian hosers. And we thought, oh, man, that's great. They're sending them up to space to drink beer, look for moose. And then they came back safely. <laughs> Bob and Doug McKenzie yeah. returning safely back, despite the poisonous gas. Yeah, a lot of farts in that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> lots. And you really smell them because you got that mask on. <laughs> you really do. Yeah, we were very excited that they made it back safely. But if you do see a spacecraft landing, give it some room. Yeah. Now, our last story takes us all the way to Walton County, which is still Pensacola. <laughs> so we have remained in Pensacola throughout the entirety of our final chapter here. You get the best stories out of the panhandle. You really do. Florida man buys $140,000 Porsche with check printed from home computer. Told you it would work. <laughs> Personally, I really like that the headline, Florida man buys $140,000 Porsche with check printed from home computer, that they include computer. Yeah. Because <laughs> you would have been fine with printed from home. Yeah. You're not thinking he's always there with his crayons. Yeah. But how? <laughs> how do you do that at home? Yeah. So this man, he printed off a fake cashier's check. Real catch me if you can. Yeah. Activity. He got $140,000 Porsche and they let him have it. They just gave him that. He deserves it then. Yes. I think you pull out a, a dumb printed at home check and you convince a What is it? A Porsche? Yep. A Porsche dealership to give you $140,000 car. Cheers. Now, earlier in the day, he did try and dupe a jewelry store buying $61,521 worth of Rolex watches. Ooh. Yeah. What he, a nice vague number. I know. <laughs> so he came in with this printed at home from his computer. <laughs> cashier's check for that amount but the jewelry store did the smart thing they held on to the rolex watches until they cleared the bank right but that check did not clear the bank what? i know it was actually printed at his home computer <laughs> home computer yeah oh my god i was wondering <laughs> so the jewelry store didn't let him get away with sixty one thousand dollars worth of jewelry but the porsche dealership did let him get away with a hundred and forty thousand dollar car because that car salesman was just thinking this is my commission babe this is somebody else's problem yep now he was found and arrested driving he, around in his porsche yes driving around in his brand new porsche yeah. and ah, beautifully it does not say <laughs> if he has an attorney <laughs> He shows his badge. I am an attorney. <laughs> I feel like if he does have an attorney, that attorney should really check that retainer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It might be. Get it in cash. Yeah. Get that in cash 100%. Because <laughs> otherwise, that's printed at home. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's got credit cards printed at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He bought his home computer with a fake check. <laughs> 
Well, that does it for all of our Florida stories. I've had a great time. I've had a great time as well. We hope that you have had a great time. Thank you again to our fake sponsors, Comfort Suites, Carneytown University, Gibsonton Guitars, Gibsonton Guitars, Pensacola Mother's Milk. So good. So many. We thank them from the bottom of our hearts. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for sponsoring all of our weird and wonderfulness. We hope that you have enjoyed our full season. If this is the first episode, why you jump to 10, we'll never know. Yeah. Maybe you're going backwards. Yeah, you like to end at one, and I appreciate that yeah, about l- you. like a countdown. Yeah, like yeah, a countdown. Yeah. Thank you for supporting. Thank you to Charles Martin, our trusted editor. Yes, he turns our garbled nonsense into a proper show. Yes, you are listening to probably a, around a half hour, anywhere from 25 to 40 minutes, yep. and we talk for a lot longer than that. Three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. <laughs> we talked the entire month of November. <laughs> we hope that you have enjoyed it for the very last time until we do it again. I'm Mike Delamont. I'm Morgan Craney. And this has been Florida. Dangling from the bottom of America. episode of Florida, written by Mike Delamont and Morgan Cranny. Edited by Charles Martin. Theme song by Dale Baglow. Additional music courtesy of NSAT under the Creative Commons license. Series produced by Mike Delamont. Special thanks to our friends at 604 Records and the Comedy Here Often Podcast Network. Hey.